AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. The White House had a busy weekend ordering three more balloons to be shot down. We'll learn what we can about the situation. And it's time for our weekly update from the used machinery market. And let's see if he's recovered from yesterday's big game. Congratulations to the 2023 Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Live from a state of renewed sports ball-related enthusiasm via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning we begin with a conversation with Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley. Then it's Machinery Pete, Greg Peterson, and right after the news, Brett Waltz from Bam WX. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson, and now the host of AgriTalk, Chip Flory. All right, Davis, how's it feel, buddy? Woo-hoo-hoo! I mean, it's like the first time that you wow. actually had... Like a rooting interest in the Super yeah. Bowl, and there it is. You win. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, you know, so excited. The uh, the cheese plate was really something to behold. Uh, yeah. You know, I felt like we handled the evening very well. We had a little Super Bowl party for two. Okay. You know. Um, All right. Watched the game. Okay. I was going to ask if you actually watched the game or not. Every second of it. Every wow. second of it. Yep, yep. And I really do feel like my influence here in the local area had something yeah. to do with the victory. And I'm going to take it one step further. Look for the Royals in the World Series. They're going to take wow. it all this year. Dude. And I know it's a long shot. I know where they're coming from. Yeah. But I'm yeah. here now. You know, it's a, if, a new day I, has dawned. If I were you, if I were you, I might mm-hmm. go out of my way to make sure that the Chiefs organization knows that, hey, you're new in town. Uh, you're a brand new fan. It might be you getting on board that kind of pushed them over the top. Well, you know what? I've been getting calls about that. Uh, yeah. From local TV stations and things. Uh-huh. And I'm just, I I feel like I need to stay faithful to the AgriTalk audience. So okay. I'm exclusive with the AgriTalk audience. Dude, man, we appreciate that. That's, wow. I'm, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a giver. I'm committed. I'm here. Yeah. You know, this, yeah, is, we know. this is where we are. We know. It's quite the game, wasn't it? It was, it was a lot of fun. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it did kind of renew my faith in sports because there have been a lot of times when, in the past, I've watched games like that. Yeah, and wound up rooting on the wrong side, and they just, you know, they get down to the five yard line, and oh, they're gonna go in, and then they fumble or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. It just exactly. makes you want to slam your head in a drawer. It was really, <laughs> really nice. I that got a game ask. went the way I hoped it would. I got I got to ask with uh with 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 time running down and he could have waltzed right into the end zone the running back did you mm-hmm. were you a little surprised when he didn't or did I, you did No you I I knew what, what they were on? doing oh, okay. I knew they had to burn Look some clock you. You, you got you can't give it back to him with any time left whatsoever I was you. nervous with 11 seconds left you know as, what I mean as you should have been <laughs> as you should have been yeah. It was a great All game. Right. The Eagles did great. It was, it yeah, was a great game. Yeah, fantastic game. game. A little yeah. bit of controversy there at the end with that um, with, little bit. With that holding call. But, Not hey. sure he held him. I don't think he did. Oh, I think he did. There's no way Brown wouldn't have been closer to his, you know, where he was supposed to be running that route if he had not been held. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. All right, let's get to the news. What do you got? Well, Chip, as you mentioned, U.S. fighter jets scrambled three days in a row to shoot down a trio of unidentified aerial objects high above North America. Pressure is building on President Biden to address the nation on the situation. China has since accused the United States of illegally flying high-altitude balloons into its airspace more than 10 times since January 22 as bilateral tensions flare. Yeah, this will be the number one issue that we will address with Senator Grassley. We, The, the American people are wanting an answer as to yeah. what is going on here. The U.S. government is exploring narrowly focused trade pacts on critical minerals with Japan and the U.K. besides talks with the European Union. This is the latest salvo in its push to counter Chinese influence in key sectors. Got to have those rare earth minerals, Chip. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to make a lot of progress on the uh, EV revolution if we don't have those rare earths. Well, President Biden will meet with Poland's president and leaders of the Bucharest Nine. That's a group of eastern flank NATO allies to reaffirm the U.S.'s commitment to NATO. Biden will also deliver remarks ahead of the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Top Republicans are mulling budget cuts to all except Medicare and Social Security, according to House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, who said, quote, everything else is on the table. In talks over raising U.S. government borrowing limits, Comer said on Sunday, quote, we need to shore those programs up. They're running out of money. Chip? Yeah, we'll talk about that with the senator as well. About 100 million poultry died or were culled due to avian influenza between the start of October and February 3, according to the World Organization for Animal Health. That's more than triple the number in the same period last year, which ended with record losses from the disease. Talks for a new labor pact between West Coast dock workers and their employers are stretching into a, into a tenth month. But with no agreement in sight and volumes dropping, patience is reportedly wearing thin. The sides have not announced major progress since they struck a tentative agreement on health benefits just three weeks after the prior contract expired July 1st. Yeah, yeah. this is something that uh, we need to get back on the radar for us because any interruption, even with volumes down a bit, any interruption in the flow of, of exports is going to be really critical. Well, Chip, U.S. cotton producers intend to plant 11.4 million cotton acres this spring. That's down 17% from 2022. That, according to the National Cotton Council's annual survey. And finally, as President Biden prepares for an expected re-election bid, many of his party's voters are not on board. Concerns about Biden's age and abilities are front of mind for some Democrats, even those who think the 80-year-old president has done well during his first two years in office, Chip. All right, Davis. Thank you very much, buddy. All right, let's let's bring in Brett Waltz, BAMWX.com. Good morning, Brett. Good morning, Chip. How are you? Doing real fine, real fine. Hey, let's talk about some of the trends because it seems like the patterns are getting more active the closer we get to spring. Yeah, for sure. And just this week, it's going to be a very busy week. Two storm systems kind of right up through the heart of the country, one of which is probably going to bring a swath of accumulated snow from Kansas to parts of Iowa, northern Illinois and Wisconsin as we work into Wednesday and into Thursday of this week. And maybe severe weather, too. Lower Ohio Valley, Indiana, Ohio could get some severe weather. And I think that we just continue to see these systems ramp up closer we work into March. Brett, it feels like the patterns that we are that, that we've seen and, and that are in the forecast are south of northern Iowa, uh, the northern production areas. And is that a pattern that's going to stick around for a while? Yeah, I, I do think that the 
most active pattern is probably going to continue to be more like Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio. You can get good moisture or at least normal moisture at times across northern Iowa into parts of the northern plains. But I really think the heavier moisture, the above normal moisture is south of that. Okay. All right. Um, but these temperatures, I'm not going to throw these back, man. We've got, uh, <laughs> some really nice mild temperatures for the middle of February. Yeah, it's going to be super warm, uh, especially across really the Ohio Valley, sixties and seventies down there, uh, even up by you warmer than normal temperatures. But I do think the cold comes back later on in February and into early March, maybe not so much further Southeast, but in your neck of the woods in the Northern Plains, I think colder than normal temperatures return to end February, and I actually think that it's probably a colder start to spring, maybe even through April for some of those areas in the north central part of the country. Come on, man. You're killing me. You're killing me. Let's warm it up and get this spring started. All right, man. Thank you so much, Brett. (laughs) Yep, thank you. You bet. All right, Brett Waltz, BAMWX.com. Hey, go to BAMWX.com. They've got a spring update on what's to be expected. I think it's happening this Wednesday. Get there and check it out. BAMWX.com. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. Machine repeat here, folks. This segment of AgriTalk brought to you by our friends at Dakota Ag Innovations, makers of Dakota Shine, the best way I've seen to fix faded paint. Go to dakotashine.com or call 888-996-7801. Welcome back to AgriTalk, everyone. Machine repeat is going to be coming up in the next segment because right now we've got U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa on the line with us. Senator Grassley, welcome back to AgriTalk. How are you feeling? Well, I'm making progress very slowly, but uh, I haven't missed anything in the United States Senate as far as voting, and I've attended a lot of committee meetings as well. But uh, obviously, I'm not back up 100%, but I'm sure making big progress. Good, good. Never doubted it, sir. Never doubted it. Knew you would. Knew you would. That's great to hear. So we got to go straight to the headlines. Um the White House has ordered four balloons shot down. I assume that the last three were unidentified before they were shot down. The White House isn't giving much information, especially about the last three balloons. American people are looking for some information on these. What can you tell us? I probably can't tell you any more than what uh, you've already heard on television. Uh, I'm keeping in touch with my staff on it, 
But uh, you're absolutely right. There's very little information out. And what is is so repetitive, uh, you could almost uh, uh, memorize it and restate it for the news media. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess where I'm coming from is the fact that we do, uh, we're just waking up to the fact that this is a, a violation of our sovereignty, a violation of our uh, of our air airways, uh, things of that nature. And uh, evidently, it's been going on for a long time, and now finally waking up to it. And we're probably behind uh, the uh, uh, be behind uh, uh, knowing what China's doing. When we get this uh, big one that went down in the Atlantic Ocean off of South Carolina, it might tell us a lot. Uh, but uh, right now, we don't have much information at all. But this surveillance of our military bases is uh, really a national security threat that we should have been on top of. Yes. What do you, what do you make of how the White House has handled this situation? Because if... To me and to to many, it feels like the White House is being tested. Well, there isn't any doubt about it. The White House is being tested, and uh, you t you take all the things that have happened, including this most recent one of the balloon from China. You take uh, the fiasco that we had uh, getting the people out of Afghanistan, and then you have the slow start of this president uh, responding to Putin uh, invading Ukraine, and it does two things. It encourages uh, Russia's government and the Chinese government, and maybe the North Korean government, and maybe even the Iranian government, that somehow we are weak. And then uh, countries that look to us for leadership uh, tend to question uh, our leadership capabilities. The only exception to that would be, uh, as we finally got things wound, uh, uh, finally got things jacked up to uh, help the Ukrainians the way we have, it has united uh, Europe more than anybody yep. ever thought. So that's one of the uh, big surprises for uh, Putin is yep. that he wa he was scared of uh, Ukraine getting into European Union, uh, but now he forced. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, mm -hmm. to happen faster than it would have probably happened. Yeah. You know, we're just 10 days away from the anniversary of Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine, the one-year anniversary, and it looks like Russia is getting more aggressive. What do we need to know about the status of Russia in Ukraine? Well, you get ambivalent and conflicting uh, reports that they're running out of ammunition and other things that it takes to fight a war. You're reading about the uh, low morale among Russian troops. Uh, uh, they are having very heavy losses. Uh, on the other hand, Putin is in this for the long game. And, uh, and if we don't stop him pretty soon, this thing could go on for another uh, several years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. But here we are in the one-year anniversary. Is there a risk that that Putin, Russia may do something to celebrate the one year, you know, quote unquote, celebrate the one year with even more aggression? 
Yeah, I think you're already seeing it speed up. Uh, they're much more aggressive now than they've been for uh, maybe in the last month or six weeks, much more aggressive than they were for the uh, four or five months before that. Okay. All right. Uh, one more international item before we get uh, to a couple of domestic issues here. It seems like President Biden missed an opportunity to address the tariffs that Brazil has reinstated on U.S. ethanol imports. Do you think that there's still time for talks on that, or do you think that opportunity is gone now? Well, I hope he – I haven't heard any report on it, but I hope he made a big deal out of it when he was meeting with the president of Brazil at the White House uh, last uh, – I believe it was last Friday. Uh, he should have made that a very big issue. Uh and whether he did or not, I haven't heard a report. Have you heard anything along no. that line? I haven't heard a word that yeah. he that he mentioned it. No. I to answer your question, is it too late? It's never too late to stick up for America's economic interests when uh, some other country's uh, violating the the international trade laws. Good answer. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. Okay. We've got the new Congress. We've uh, seen the State of the Union address. What was your what was your take on President Biden's address to the nation? Well, there wasn't anything mentioned about agriculture. Yeah. I don't even remember much about trade uh, and those, uh, particularly the farm bill and trade issues, are the two most important things we have for the family farmer and the Iowa farmer uh, this coming uh, next twelve months, and yeah. hopefully. Uh, we can get a five-year farm bill passed. Uh, we've had hearings uh, on trade. We had uh, that was two weeks ago. I attended that meeting. We had a, a hearing before the Ag Committee last week on the commodities uh, yeah. title of the bill, and that always includes the crop insurance. And then uh, next or this week, we're going to have an upcoming nutrition hearing because right. food stamps is a big part of the farm bill. Yeah. So I want to continue to bring Iowa's voice to the table, and I intend to, to do that uh, as much as I can. Like I said, my recovery is coming along very well from my fall. I broke my hip yeah. and uh, just slow progress, but I can get around pretty good. good. Uh, and, and one thing one thing you got to getting back to your question about the state of the union message yeah. you got to remember that biden's description of the economy doesn't reflect the reality of the american people from two standpoints 71% of the people in a poll i saw friday uh, think the country's headed in the wrong direction and only 37% of the democrats want president biden to run for reelection right right yeah, picking up more and more of that. Even those, even even Democrats that support what he has done in the in the last two years, it's like seventy percent do not want him to run for reelection. It's uh, it, it it's kind of a shocking number. On the farm bill, Senator Title One, the safety net. There's more and more conversation, a growing realization, I guess, that the safety net as it stands, is going to provide very little safety if the revenue opportunities turn south for row crop producers. Is there an interest in overhauling that safety net? 
Well, by overhauling, do you put, you mean simply putting more money into it? Well, I'm not is, sure, is Senator. That... There may be a different way of, of providing the safety net outside of raising the, the reference prices. Well, uh, I'll tell you, that's something that's going to be on the table. It's going to be debated, and because of the increase input costs that farmers are having because of fertilizer and chemicals and seed. I think it's something that we have to take a strong look at, but you can also understand that with the big budget deficit of one and four tenths trillion dollars, about a hundred percent of gross national product on a, on a annual basis that we're, uh, we're going to have to be careful how we allocate new money. That doesn't mean that there's some new money can be allocated. Like, for instance, if they would put in my uh, payment limitation, that yep. would be a, a big hunk of money that yes. could be reallocated. Gotcha. Gotcha. Senator, we're out of time. Wish you nothing but the best in your recovery and looking forward to the next time we get you on AgriTalk. God bless you. I'll be there with you. All right. Sounds great. That is U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa. Coming up next, it's time for our weekly update from the used machinery market. Greg Peterson, Machinery Pete, next. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer. Joining us now, Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady. Beach. I got to go straight to soybean meal. Here we are making new highs. Absolutely. The meal market uh, has pulled everything else off the lows pretty much, uh, the, the exception there being soy oil, which is still trading to the downside. But uh, corn, beans, uh, wheat, uh, they all traded uh, lower, finished lower at the end of the overnight session. And, and here they are with uh, pretty solid gains at uh, mid-morning because of the, primarily the soy meal market. Yeah, what is the market watching this week, Beach, the uh, grain markets? Yeah, you know, I think it's the same stuff that we've been watching. We got past USDA's reports without any major surprises. And, and so South American weather and production, um, U.S. export demand, and, and now we're starting to take a little bit more of a focus uh, toward the uh, planting intentions here in the United States with the National Cotton Council out with its survey over the weekend of cotton acreage. Yeah, doesn't feel like they went low enough on that cotton acreage to me because there's not much incentive to plant acres to cotton uh yeah uh, and you uh, know i i think corn beans and other crops uh were mentioned as uh replacements yeah. for cotton so uh, pretty much across all the regions so, but uh we'll right. see where it ends up gotcha gotcha okay take us over to the livestock trade what's happening 
Well, mostly firmer trade. Uh, live cattle futures, we had a, a big jump in cash cattle trade last week. Uh, came late Thursday and then Friday. And, and so we're waiting on uh, the average cash price for the week, but it'll be up sharply. And, and expectations are that we'll see uh, stronger trade again this week. Um, feeder cattle, they've been kind of both sides this morning uh, because okay. of the strength in corn, uh, but they're currently mostly firmer. And uh, hog market's mostly firmer as well, reacting to the uh, you know the strengthening cash market finally. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, Brian. That's Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady on Markets Now. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. We've cleared the schedule for you. Give us a call at 855-482-5524 and join the conversation. Saturday night. Davis Michelson, it seems like there is a lot on the plate of every senator and every representative in Washington, D.C. right now. It sure does. Yeah. The the House of Representatives is out for a couple of weeks. We're going mm-hmm. to have a conversation with Representative Sam Graves from Missouri on tomorrow's show. Yep. Uh, but, boy, talk about heady times. Uh, and trying to figure out exactly what is is going on with these objects, balloons, mm-hmm. uh, and what it might mean. Because it is. It, it, as the senator said, it's a test. Uh, what what concerns me is what the test might be leading up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if the United States is perceived as weak, there's more tests coming. That's the bottom line. All right, uh, here's something that is not weak, and that is the used machinery market. Wow. Good segue. Ooh, thank that you. Was awesome. Thank you, Greg Peterson. Machinery uh-huh. Pete. Good morning, Greg. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well, Chip, and I'm with Davis. That was a Hall of Fame segue. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing his A game on a Monday morning. Oh, wow. Here we are. Here we are. Okay, man. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, let's get to it. What do you got for the pick of the week? Pick of the week, we got to go back to North Carolina, where I was on Friday and Saturday. We were down okay. filming a farm auction for Edwards and Foster Farms, uh, outstanding farm operation in Lewisburg, North Carolina. Sales by my friends at E.B. Harris Auctioneers. And uh, interesting to go into the southeast part of the country to yeah. watch a good line of machinery sell. And the pick of the week, we got to go with the combine. It was a 2011 really? Uh, John Deere 9870 STS, 1,430 engine hours. It sold Good. for 172000 bucks with no heads. And I stood there filming it, and it was interesting. I've, something I've never seen before. There was another combine on the sale, an S670, which sold well, above average. That brought 170 But these two combines sold choice, an S670 and an older 9870. And I'm like, really? I've never seen that before. And then the older one went higher, the 9870 and 11 model. But, of course, again, it's pre-emission. And that yeah. 172, that's the highest auction price on a 9870 in eight and a half years. Okay. So, and that was the combine. That we talked recently about these semis. Uh, they had a 2001 Peterbilt 378 Cat 15 diesel, 578,324 miles. And I got visiting with people. I, I meant to film it, but... One sidelight about going into the southeast part of the U.S. to film auctions, the people are so friendly and, and 
open down there. They're not like us Scandinavians up here. We're kind of tight. <laughs> they are tight down there. Anyway, I was I, so many people wanted to talk, but uh, the side of my ear, I heard sold $102,500 on a 22-year-old Pete 378. Wow. So incredible there. Right next to it was a pair of uh, Timpty 40-foot grain trailers. We've talked about those. How hot you can't get a new one. Yep. Used uh, yep. inventories tight. So they sold choice, a 15 and a 13 model. Hammer fell at 47,000. Buyer took both. Uh, so that's a 10 year old grain trailer bringing 47K. And then he, on the tractor line, they had a John Deere 8130. Okay. Nice, sharp, but now it had 9,559 hours on it. Okay. But it went for 82.5, which again, folks, you can go to machinerypeat.com, look at all the prices. It's free. They have search filters. You can search by hour range. And when you look at a John Deere 8130, the highest price before Saturday with one over 9,000 hours mm-hmm. was it was uh, $60,001 <laughs> on New Year's Eve in 2014. And okay. this one brought 82 so eight years ago. Eight and years, this one eight brought plus... 22,500 more than, the, than it did eight years ago. Wow. Right. And right next to it was a John Deere 8360R. It looked like the bidding was done at 159000 had just over 5,300 hours on it, did not stop. New blood comes in late, keeps going, 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 169.5. Uh, they also had three John Deere 6,700 sprayers, these little high cycle things with the, the you know, not the four wheel, but the three wheel. Yeah. And they've been red hot. And they had one with just under 2,800 hours go for 77.5. Third highest ever. Uh, and I know nothing about tobacco equipment because uh, I'm a Minnesota boy, but it's fascinating to go down there. They have 46, they call them star barns. They're tobacco barns. Mm-hmm. So they heat and cure the tobacco. Yep. They don't make them anymore. Of course, the tobacco industry, it's been, you know, things have changed. Yep. I must have had 30 people before they sold, say, machine repeat. What do you think of those star barns? And I'm like, well, you tell me. I don't know anything about them. And they're like, well, I, you know, I think they're going to go 3,500 to 5,000, maybe 2,500. Well, they went from 8,500 to 14,000. Whoa! So, to me, it was another case of when you have a retirement sale where the farmer is super well respected, which and this was the case here, yeah. super well cared for equipment, even though it's not low houred, you get this double premium, and we saw it Saturday in North Carolina. Amazing. Amazing. So there's still optimism in the tobacco market down there, isn't there? Well, it was interesting based on the, you know, the chatter, the conversation, by the way, it was a humongous crowd there Saturday. I felt like I went back in time, you know, pre-internet. It was so much fun, so much fun, but the chatter was negative. Oh, times are tough times, but all 33 years I've been doing this, there's chatter and then there's, okay, it's, it's time guys. Whether it's an 8130 tractor, a 9870 combine, a star tobacco barn, what do you want to pay for it? And those numbers were not negative. They were exceedingly positive, which again, because the inventory situation on the use side, you can't get the news. So that's what it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll have to get down into that area, have a few conversations. and, and Oh, uh, it is fun. Yeah. It is yeah. fun. I'm working Certainly. on Mrs. Pete to retire in that, North Carolina. By is the that right? Got some work to do, but yeah. we'll see. It sounds like that was a fantastic all-around auction, though. The 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 um, 
the owner had to be really pleased with it. They were pleased, but again, it was, it was, I interviewed Harold uh, Edwards the night before the sale. He was the son of a, his dad was partners with the guy and super nice guy. And, and what, like we often find there were tears, yeah. um, you know, emotion of a lifetime in farming and your sure. father and you, tears. And I, I told Harold, you know, I, Hey, you know, thank you so much for having us down. And I, I said, one way to, I try and tell people to look at it is, you know, all the care that you put in all this machinery, which was so evident, everyone that bought something on that sale, when they take that home for years, they're going to say, this was from the Edwards foster farm. Yeah. And that means something. And yeah. so those tears, yeah, hopefully that's strong, obviously for financial purposes, that was a yeah. great send off, but just happy for a, a very strong sale. Good. Good. Very cool. Very cool. Let's start to make our way back to uh, the upper Midwest, make a stop in Murrayville, Illinois there. What'd you see? Yeah. Record price on a two wheel drive. John Deere 7810 it was January 28th farm auction. It was an 03 model, 1860 hours, went for 113,000 bucks. Again, two wheel drive. Ooh. That was 25,500 over the highest I'd ever seen on a two wheel. So those two-wheel drives from the 90s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, smoking hot. Wow. Wow. Okay. Keep coming this way. Stop in Davenport. Yeah, Davenport, Iowa. This was Tuesday. Our friend at Sullivan Auctioneers, the retirement sale for Richard and Mary Hemphill. Wow. About a 2009 Case H Magnum 335 with 2,255 hours on it coming in at 221000 bucks. Previous okay. record from 13 plus years ago was 183.5. So you just Ooh. went 37.5 over the record. <laughs> so again, pre-emission tractors, good condition. Doesn't matter the hours if they're good shape. They're just they're worth so much more. It's almost hard to comprehend right now. Well, 22.55 hours on a 2009 case mm -hmm. is pretty low hours. And it looked, fan I mean, it looked fantastic. Okay. And of course, Sullivan's with their reach marketing, it's obviously added all up and it was, yeah, 221,000 bucks on that baby. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. You know, it's a big week, Greg. I, yes. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people out there, when I say that, they're probably thinking, you know, here comes machine repeats, tips for a successful Valentine's Day. But no. <laughs> No. You don't want my love. If, if you're looking for love advice from me, you're barking up the wrong. I'm a, I'm a Norwegian. I don't got much to offer there. Just marry a wonderful partner and be true to him and you'll have a happy life. How about that? Amen. Amen to that. National Farm Machinery Show. Uh, what do you got going on down in Louisville this year? Uh, it's going to be a fun week. I'll be down there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, folks. Uh, if you're down at the show, hopefully we'll bump, bump into each other, get to visit. And swing by Thursday morning, 10 a.m. I'm doing my uh, annual seminar there. I think it's in the South Wing, 105B, 10 a.m. on Thursday. So always great fun to be. And it's been three years since I've been down to Louisville with pandemic, and I got sick last year. So it's, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you are done with the seminar on Thursday, uh, make your way on over to us because it's going to be time to get you on the show. We're going to be down there Thursday as well. Yeah, well, yeah. I got the note from Joe and look forward to it. And I know uh, you guys have a ton of fun down there and uh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, real quick. You've got something coming up later this week. Later this week. Oh, on Friday, you've remember. got... Uh, 
You've got uh, – oh, no, this was on Friday. Oh, yes, on past Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, there's many ways that we can show you how hot the market is for used loader tractors, uh, obviously yeah. sale prices. But how about this? An MXM140 Case IH sold last Friday. The extended bidding time went two hours on it. So for 75 oh. two second highest price ever was out of Tutopolis, Illinois. That's when people want the machine. Yes. There's no question about it. Greg, we will see you Thursday at the National Farm Machinery Show. Thanks, buddy. Yep, see you then. All right, Greg Peterson, Machinery Pete. Davis and I will be right back to wrap it up. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Willowwood Glufosinate 280SL, as low as $53 a gallon tote price when you pay cash and build a maximum qualifying FBN acre pack at fbn.com slash direct ends February 28th. Price is subject to change. TNC apply. Welcome back to AgriTalk, everybody. Davis Michelson here. Chip Flory as well. A couple of really good conversations. Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa, and of course, Machinery Pete on this Monday morning chip. Um, I want to take you back to the news for just a second and just kind of, I was was thinking about this. I'm trying to get my head around it. Cotton producers, uh, cotton acres down 17% from a year ago, according to the National Cotton Council's annual survey. Uh, Harvested acreage would be 8.8 million acres, uh, includes a 22.6% abandonment rate. Um, are we, are we looking at cotton acres moving to corn? You know, I remember when I first started a pro farmer, there was some talk of that, but man, what a commitment that is. You got to get all new gear and that's hard to sort of roll back. So what's happening to the cotton acres? Well, we went through that, um, cotton producers became more diversified at the at the the last low okay mm-hmm. i'm i i don't want to put a date on it because i'm sure that i would probably be wrong and i don't have the cotton chart in front of me at this moment it was around but, the time that we had do you remember the cracklins at that place in uh, mississippi we were we were given a yes. a profit briefing yeah we went out to eat oh and they had gosh. cracklins for us changed yes. my life yes i do <laughs> it was around that, that time yeah around that time yeah <laughs> Uh, but uh, once they've become diversified, so in other words, they don't just have a cotton picker. They've also got a combine. They didn't sell the cotton picker. Uh, some did. Some mm-hmm. did. Most of them held on to it and maintained at least a small amount, a baseline 
of cotton acres for their operation. Now, from there, their cotton acres can either go up or down based on what the market incentives are. Um, Darren Hudson, Mm -hmm. okay, at Texas Tech, it's at Competitive Ag. It, It has been at least a month. I mean, at least a month. It, it's maybe been two months since he was last on with us, and he was talking about a um, uh, cotton acres below 10 million acres. As a matter of fact, the number that he put out there was was 9.2 million. Okay, I Whoa. just found his tweet from January 31st. Mm-hmm. This uh, It's the 13th now, but I think it might be the last time he updated this. The corn-cotton ratio continues to trend toward cotton. Based on the average since uh, January 3rd, hmm. the average ratio has now declined to 7.19, which implies 9.7 million planted acres of cotton. Okay. 9.7. So Darren does a great job of putting the economics to it. There are other issues that will influence it uh, that will lean it either up or down, but the economics of it right now are point, still pointing cotton acres south of 10 million. Mm-hmm. And it's because they are diversified and they do have equipment that can allow them to to move some acres from crop to crop, even late in the season, Davis. So, but we, we how much impact does that have? Does that push us from well, what if 91 it's million, million acres. acres of corn to 92? Perhaps. What if, yeah. What What if it's a total of three million acres? Right. Uh, something exactly. like that. What it, it, instead of talking about 180 million combined corn and soybeans, maybe you need to start talking about 181, 182. Eh, 182 mm-hmm. would be pushing it. 181 and a half, something like that. I, I I talked about that in a recent column. I I think it was a column that's been been printed now. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe it's coming out next. But there. There is an availability of acres out of the South in particular that for the first time in a long time might have me leaning above 180 million combined corn and soybean acres, Mm. 181, maybe 181 and a half even. Mm. All right. All right. Very good. Um, Switching gears. Senator Grassley, pretty tight lipped about the balloon stuff. Um, I I think he told us what he what he can based on what he knows at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's the feeling that I got from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting situation. Oh. Um, and you, you talked earlier on about uh, testing, this, mm-hmm. them sort of testing. And maybe yeah. it's not. Well, clearly, I'm sure they they know what we've got as far as gear goes. For the most part, they understand our physical capabilities you know, that's not what they're testing. Drones and all that sort of, but that's not what they're testing, is it? Not at all. They are testing willingness to use it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what they are testing. And the the hesitancy to use everything that we've got at our disposal to protect the United States mm-hmm. is maybe a little bit concerning. Now, this morning, Jim and I did a signal to noise, Jim Wiesmeyer pro-farmer policy analyst, and one of my conclusions earlier this morning, based on the information that I had available to me at that time, was 
you know, maybe the hesitancy to shoot down the first balloon mm-hmm. that I think everybody kind of, I think, I shouldn't say everybody, I think the administration understood what it was as it was crossing the U.S., understood that mm-hmm. it was a spy balloon mm-hmm. based on the the payload and everything. Um, maybe the reason that there was a hesitancy to pull the trigger on that balloon was because the U.S. may have balloons over China. Yeah. Or similar observation tactics. Right, right. So well, the other thing is strength doesn't panic, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, here. That's, yeah. It, okay. And real quick, um, it sounds like a, a cold spring and maybe a little bit of snow moving in over the Midwest. You know, I really like week. Brett. I yeah. mean, I really guy. like Brett, and I, I appreciate the fact that he comes on here every Monday morning to talk about what is going on with the weather. But I didn't like that message at all. We'll get we'll get to where you want to be. We'll get there. By again, just a reminder. Uh, go to BAMWX.com, B-A-M-W-X.com, and right there on the main page, it says Sign Up Free Spring 2023 Webinar. It is on Wednesday, February 15th. I know they would love to have you sign up and take part in that webinar. Thank you so much for listening this morning. Come back this afternoon. We've got Darren Fry from Water Street Solutions right here on Agritalk.